pray in the spirit. Can we continue to just pray in the spirit? Thank you, Holy Spirit. this morning i want us to understand that whenever we we are called into this place of prayer i want us to understand the privilege that it is i want us to understand what happens at that place of prayer when we are coming into that place of prayer there's a clock we need to dawn a consciousness we need to come in that we are entering and stepping into our god-given offices I want us to pray with that level of consciousness, with that level of boldness, that you are stepping into an office. You didn't go and, um, how do I, um, in Ghana, we have an, a term says hala. You go and like, um, you know, um, try and um, try and get, you're like clouds chaser, sort of. It was given to you by God. This was an office. He said he's made us a kingdom of priests and kings. That is what we are. 
So when we come into that into the place of prayer, we come with that consciousness. You come in correct. You step into your office. You know how sometimes you wear certain clothes and there's a way that you would walk by virtue of the clothes that you are wearing. You cannot be walking anyhow. You have to walk according to what you are wearing. There's a way that you, 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 you know, there's some clothes that make you, make, make you just stand a little taller, not necessarily in arrogance, but with a certain level of confidence. I want us to approach God this morning with that, with a certain confidence. That's what he's asked us to come with. We don't come in with, um, uh, you know, we don't come in doing, is, is he listening? Will he listen? Will he? No, this is our God given office. This is the office that God has given to us. We are priests. This is what we do. This is what priests do. Priests go before God and speak to God for men. Priests go before God and speak to God on behalf of circumstances. That is what priests do. This is what we do. So you have entered your workplace spiritually this morning. Let's enter with that consciousness. This is the authority that we carry. I want us to pray and I want us to say, Father, let the weight of revelation this morning just rest upon us. Let the weight of your revelation this morning rest upon us. You know, we don't want to hear. And then all of a sudden, we go throughout the day and then the enemy just robs us of whatever it is that we've heard this morning. But we are saying that, Father, whatever it is that we hear, whatever it is that you deposit within us in this place of prayer, Father, that it dwells within us, that it stays within us, oh God, that, Father, it becomes a part of us. We are adding to our faith this morning, that, Daddy, this morning, whatever it is that you have, you have deemed fit for us to receive in the place of trading, in the place of prayer, Father, that it rests within us, it, it rests upon us, and it stays within us. Can we just pray that prayer this morning in the name of Jesus? Thank you, Holy Spirit. This morning, let the weight of your revelation sit with us, O God. Father, your word said it is when we continue in your word. That is when we are truly your disciples, O God. Help us, O God. That that which we receive, O God, we are able to continue in it, O God. We are able, O God, to apply it in our lives. Amen, 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 amen. So there's just something that has been on my heart that I really want us to press in and pray about. When we talk about the foundations of our faith, when we talk about the foundations of our faith, you know, um, one of the things that the Lord has been highlighting to me um, in the last few days is just the need for a profound knowledge of the love of the Father. You see, we need to come into a place 
where we understand that this entire relationship, the reason why the Bible makes mention of Jesus being the author and the finisher of our faith is the fact that this thing started on the premise of his invitation. He made the move first. This relationship was set in motion by his love. And what we need to pray for is to pray that we strengthen revelation in that area of his love. That is why Paul will pray for the Ephesians the way he prayed for them. Because there is so much that happens to us when we come into a fullness of the revelation of his love. Because you see, let, in fact, let, let, let's go to, let's go to, um, let's go to scripture first and then we'll speak a little bit about it. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Let's go to scripture. I'm going to read from the message Bible first. I'm reading from Romans 8, 31 to 39. And I'm praying that, um, this is a scripture that we are familiar with. I took the message version because, you know, it, again, it makes it very practical and in language that we can easily consume, language that we can easily understand. But at the same time, I want us to, to, to be in that space where we are saying, Father Lord, let me not be dead to revelation this morning. Let me not be oblivious to revelation this morning. It doesn't matter how many times I have heard a scripture, but you see your scripture is moving, it's living and it's breathing. So Father Lord, help me understand what you want me to get this morning. Help me what you, you uh, understand what you want me to receive this morning. Help me humbly open myself up to receive whatever it is that you want me to receive. Um, I think there's somebody that needs to mute their meet their phones, please. Um, thank you. All right, so I'm reading from Romans 8, 31 to 39. It says, so what do you think? With God on our side like this, how can we lose? If God didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, embracing our condition, and exposing himself to the worst by sending his own son, is there anything else he wouldn't gladly and freely do for us? And who would dare tangle with God by messing with one of God's chosen? Who would dare even to point a finger? The one who died for us, who was raised to life for us, is in the presence of God at this very moment, sticking up for us. Do you think anyone is able, is going to be able to drive a wedge between us and Christ's love for us? There is no way, not trouble, not hard times, not hatred, not hunger, not homelessness, not bullying threats, not backstabbing, and even the worst sins listed in scripture. It says, with God on our side like this, how can we lose? If God didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, he wants us to, 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 to get to a place where we, we become so aware of his love. He said he didn't hesitate to put his, 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 um, himself on the line for us. He gave us, other, other versions talk about the fact that he gave us his most valuable, his most treasured assets. What then wouldn't he freely give us? Or why then wouldn't he freely give us all other things? 
He already gave us everything that cost him. Anything, the, the thing that was most treasured, most valuable, everything else pales in comparison. Herein lies the foundation of our faith. The force of the love of God. You see, we need to move to a place where we just use, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son, whosoever would believe in him will not perish and have eternal life. We just use it as our go-to liner for evangelism. And then, you know, we have not actually allowed the weight of that scripture to seep into our hearts. God came having already demonstrated that, guys, the thing that I value, like, look, I'm about to play, I'm about to play a wild card on Satan. Where Satan thought that I'm going to respond just with, in terms of justice and mercy, yes, I'm not going to compromise on that, but at the same time, I'm going to respond with love. And, and, and being that there is nobody else worthy that can come and undo this problem that has been created by the disobedience of man, me, I'm going to come myself. At whatever cost, I'm moving from the comfort of heaven and I'm coming right into the reality of my people. So when we talk about the foundations of our faith, we cannot talk about it outside the tenant of love, the pillar of love. That is the very thing that holds everything else together. And it is not something that we should look at as um, less important or whatever it is. Because... This whole thing would not have started without love, without his love. And the Bible says that perfect love casteth out fear. Fear is that which opposes our faith. When we look at Hebrews 10, when we look at Hebrews 10 verse 38, it says, but my righteous one will live by faith and I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. The one who shrinks back is shrinking back out of fear. Fear is what opposes our faith. Fear is the tactic of the, 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 the tactic, the tool that um, the enemy uses to displace us and to attempt to move us out of our position in God. So Paul is saying the antidote to that is growing in the revelation of his love. Because the more of the revelation and the consciousness of his love you come into, the more you are able to cast out fear, the more you are able to move forward in faith. When you grow in that assurance, that look at it this man didn't come with just words <laughs> he was the word and the word became flesh he came with tangible hardcore evidence i love you i'm not just saying it from a distance i am coming to die for you i am coming to 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 to, to put my reputation everything on the line i'm subjecting myself to shame i'm subjecting myself to i'm confining myself to the limitations of humanity i'm doing all of these things as tangible evidence of my love. When you grow in a consciousness of that, you can move forward with me in the place of faith. The reason why our, our foundations will be shaky is because of the deficiency in the knowledge of his love for us. Some of us are still suspecting God. Some of us are still doubting God. Look at Gideon. We look at the, 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 the story of Gideon. Gideon was displaced because of fear. The Bible talks about the fact that the Midianites had come relentlessly attacking these people. This guy was threshing wheat and was threshing wheat in the wine press. That was a wrong, that was not a scenario that was meant to be. Wheat was to be threshed in the open field. But, but fear had moved him out of place. 
and had placed him where he shouldn't have been. Some of us have been displaced by fear. And that's because we don't, we have still not come up into a, 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 a revelation, a full a revelation of the love of the Father. And that is, that, that is a tenet of our faith. That is that which will cause our foundations to be secure. And that is the only way we can build and for the structures that we build on our faith to be lasting. Everything is undergirded by his love. It started with his love. It will culminate in his love. It will be sustained by his love. Look at, look at something that um, Paul said. I'm reading um, Ephesians 3. And we've heard this so many times, but I pray God helps us so that it comes to us in a fresh way this morning. Ephesians 3 verse 14, it says from 14, for this reason, I bow my knees to the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And then over here, look, through faith. And then it explains, semicolon, that means it's explaining what it just said. They said that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And how would that happen? That you being rooted and grounded in love. So the way Christ will come and dwell, the way Christ will come and take up residence in our hearts through faith, linked based on how rooted and grounded we are in his love. That we may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. That you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Here again, there was a semicolon. It says, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge you may be filled with all the fullness of, of, of God. Therefore, it is when we know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, it's when then we can be filled with all the fullness of God. So the areas in our life where there's still so much lack, there's still so much, there's still so many gaps. They're saying that for those gaps to be filled, for that to be rectified, what we need to do is to come into the knowledge of the love of Christ. The knowledge of the love of Christ. Brethren, in the days and the seasons and the times that we find ourselves, it's, I, I cannot emphasize how crucial it is that before we go and learn the, the, the fancy thing, you know, we are always adding on to our faith and it's great. We are expected to add to our faith. As we, we even learn in Second Peter, it is great. But at the heart of it must be a willingness to grow in the knowledge of God. Because from the scriptures we've read, we see that there is the ability to grow. So what does it even mean that this man loves me? What does it even mean? What, what in my life or how, how what, what are the things, the specific things in my life that I, can, I can, that I can use to reflect that love that he has for me? What does that mean? The first thing that it means is that anytime Satan robs you off, um, um, anytime that Satan comes to you with a spirit of fear, it's an error. 
That is what a first means. A first means that you are not, you, you don't owe anything to fear. You are not to be led by fear. You are not to be bound by fear. You are not to be kept. It's, a, it's an error because the force of the love of God has cast out that fear. And he said the spirit he gave to us, the spirit we inherited is a spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. The spirit, the spirit to be able to respond even to his love. We have it. It's not out of us. It's not something that we have to go out of ourselves to look for. He said, it is within us. It is already in us. Jesus or God did not set us up to fail in this work. He said he's given us all that pertains to life and godliness. So this morning, I want us to pray and I want us to pray echoing Paul. The Father, if you are really saying that in order for me to come into a fullness of you, then it means that I need to grow in the knowledge of the love that you have for me. I need to understand it, not in theory, not in a collective way where I feel so obscure and unseen and it's like, oh, for God so loved the world. No! But for God so loved Stephanie, that Stephanie, I love you. And the force of my love has cast out fear. That which I, the the, the love that I loved you with came in flesh. It came in a tangible way. And by demonstrating that love, I delivered you from the spirit of fear. It will be only ignorance that will keep us bound in that place of fear. He has given us what it takes to have a solid foundation of faith because he has made available his love and he has given us the capacity and the ability to grow in the knowledge of that love. This is the pillar. This is the tenet of our faith. Growing in the knowledge of his love. So this morning, I want us to pray. We're going to say, Father Lord, that as we grow, because you see, the, 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 the Bible helps us understand that things don't remain the same when we, when we continue to deliberately or consciously make an effort towards growing in Christ. It talks about, for instance, um, as we grow in the knowledge of Christ, peace being multiplied to us. So the same peace you used to have, it's not the same by the time you are two years in Christ. It's not the same kind of peace you should be experiencing. Peace needs to have multiplied in your life. Grace needs to have multiplied in your life. The knowledge and consciousness of his love needs to have multiplied in your love. In your life, sorry. So I'm going to say, Father Lord, help us to grow in the knowledge of your love. A simple but profound prayer. Because it's at the heart of that. That, that, that faith will spring forth. Whenever God, we saw that God introduced himself to, to, like for instance, even in Moses, with Moses, he gave a sort of like a track record. It's like, God is like, I am credible, trust me. I am the God of Abraham. I'm the God of Jacob. I'm the God of Isaac. In other words, look at how I dealt with these people. Look at how I preserved my promises with these people. And let that now be the, 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 the springboard for you in receiving me, in accepting my invitation. And for us, he did the ultimate. For us, he did the ultimate. He 
believers is very sad. It's like, look, these people, these people are doomed forever. These people are going to be sealed in the place of death. If I don't do something about it, I'm going to put everything on the line. I'm coming for them. Everything it will take. The humility of the father to come. He who, who knew no limitations to just come and put himself within the confines of human limitations for our sake. Come and be ridiculed. Come and be mocked. Come and be scourged. Come and be broken on the cross, naked for our sake. He's like, what other evidence do you need? Why won't I freely give you all things? Why are you still doubting me? I already gave you the best. I didn't withhold the best from you. So why are you, why are you losing your confidence? Why are you losing grip of your confidence? Hold fast to it. He who promised is faithful. He said, I'm faithful. Check my track record. Old Testament, check my track record. For everyone I made a covenant with, I honored it, even when they were faithless, even when they were unfaithful. So based on my faithfulness, you can have faith in me. Based on the, my, my, my love that is unconditional, relentless, that constantly pursues you, you can build your faith. So can we just pray this morning? Can we just begin? Let's unmute our mics. Let's just begin to pray. And let's just say, Father, that we may grow in the knowledge of your love. Father, we have been displaced. We find ourselves in the open fields instead of in the wine press, instead of the open fields. We find ourselves bound. We find ourselves unable to freely live, unable to freely fulfill purpose, unable to freely walk in the things you have called us to because, oh Lord, we are still deficient in the knowledge of your love. Father, this morning, restore. This morning, remind us. This morning, cause us to grow. We must multiply. We must multiply the knowledge of your love, oh God. In the name of Jesus, somebody begin to pray. Can you pray with conviction? We will not shrink back in faith, O God. We will move forward, O God, because we are moving forward in the knowledge of your love, O God. We are coming into an understanding, O God. Any day we align with you, it is the day, O God, you move in us, O God. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. What does it mean to be filled with the fullness of God? Yes. What does it mean to be filled with the fullness of God? When we talk about the fullness of God, we're talking about being filled with a limitless expression of God. A limitless expression of God. In word and deed. We are being filled with his mindsets without limits. We are being filled with his nature 
without limits. We are being filled with his power without limits. We are being filled with the God kind of faith without limits. The fullness of God. This is the goal. This is the goal. The fullness, to come into the fullness of God. To come into the stature of Christ. Come into maturity in Christ. Come into the fullness of God. We don't want our growth in Christ to be stunted. We don't want our growth in Christ to be limited. We don't want our growth in Christ to be, to be, um, to, to just, just to lack that which we know he has already made available to us. So we're going to be, we're going to pray this prayer. And we're saying, Father Lord, that we may come into the fullness of God. That we may come into a place where we are filled with a limitless expression of you. In word, in deed, in your mind, in your nature, in your power. With a God kind of faith. Look at somebody like, like Joseph. Joseph was certainly a man who knew the love of God. Who knew the love of God? Because you see the many trials that he endured. And yet, he was a conqueror. And this is what the Bible says. Yet in all these things, we are conquerors through him who loved us. By coming to a revelation of the love that the Father has for us, we are now empowered and enabled to live life not in the, in, 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 in the victim mode, but to truly live life as conquerors, to truly live life as victors. That we go through many trials, yet we are not consumed. We learned it. I don't know those who were able to follow the day of the Lord when we were in Ghana, and the rabbis were teaching us the being of the beingness of the Lord was being with the guy, and knowledge of the love of God. One thing we don't see Joseph do in the Bible is complain. We don't see Joseph complaining. And if one person who had the right to complain was Joseph, so many injustices he suffered, so much betrayal he suffered, so many things that would have consumed the ordinary man, so many things that if Joseph had done, honestly, we would not have held it against Joseph. It would have been understandable in, uh, in our scope of thinking as human beings. But he knew the love of the Father. He knew the love of the Father. And the Bible says the Lord was with him. The Lord was with him. He, he, his life had created an enabling atmosphere for the love of God to, 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 to work in his life, for the love of God to be at work in his life. And that's what caused him to have victory. That is what caused him to to, 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 to grow in his faith. The assurance of the love of God, in spite of the vicissitudes of life, in spite of the roller coaster of events that were happening to him, this guy was anchored in something and was the knowledge of the love of God. That is not a fuzzy feeling. It's not just a, it's not that. It's more than that. I want you to understand the power that is generated from the knowledge of the love of God. The power that is generated from the knowledge of the love of God. When you go to so many countries where they are being persecuted, and sometimes we have the opportunity to, you know, listen to, um, listen to 
interviews and things from people who have come from there. And you, there's no time to preach much. You don't understand. They are working with what they know. The little that they know is what they are maximizing. But the little that we, they know is everything that they need to know. The little that they know is really the love of God. And that is what causes them. They ask you, give your, um, 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 renounce Allah, uh, renounce God, and you will live. Renounce Jesus and will live, let you live. That thing that causes them to stand their God and say, no, it is the knowledge of the love of God. That uh, in the face of death, they are still able to choose God, the knowledge of the love of God. Look at Paul. Paul was being bound. Paul was, they had dreams about, oh, he had to go to Jerusalem. He was going to suffer. He was going to do this in Jerusalem and all of that. Everybody was trying to deter Paul. Well-meaning Christians. Oh, don't go, don't go, don't go. He said, what's, what do you mean? I'm not only prepared to go, I'm prepared to die for my Lord. What will cause a man to do that? What will cause a man to say that? The knowledge of the love of God. It compelled him. It propelled him. It caused him to keep his faith. Against all odds. Everything is coming at our faith in these days. And if we don't go back to the foundations to make sure that the, the, the pillars are securely in place, the outcome may not be what we have expected. So it's important for us to grow in this knowledge of God. That which will keep you still standing with God when it doesn't make sense. When everybody around you succumbs is the knowledge of the love of God. The knowledge of the love of God. So can we pray? We are praying and we are saying, Father Lord, that we may come into your fullness, O oh God. We may come into your fullness, O oh God, in the way you think, in your nature, in the way you, 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 you deal with men, in the way you deal with us, O oh God, that we may come into the fullness of the knowledge of your love. Can we just pray that in the mighty name of Jesus? Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Malibados, Atalibados, Akadilibadosa, Lekabados, Atelebadus, Atelebadus, Akalibados, Atalebadosa, Hilebadus, Akilibadus, Atandi Cabando, Kadebadus, Atalabadosa, Ye Kandalabados, Atalebados, Akalebadosa, Rokasilibados, Akalebadus, Akalebadosa, Ye Barot, Atalebados, Akalebados, Akatalabadosa, Ye Cabalus, Akatilibadosa, Rokon de Cabalabadosa, Helebalabadus, Akalebadus, Akalebadosa, Helebadus. Father, we hold fast to our confessions, O God. We hold fast to our faith, O God, because we grow in the knowledge of you, O God. We grow in the knowledge of your love, my God. Thank you, Jesus. As we come into you, oh God, there's a limitless expression, oh God, of your power. There's a limitless expression, oh God, of your nature. There's a limitless expression, oh God, of your mindset, my God. We anchor ourselves, oh God, even in the knowledge of your love, my God. We remain immovable, oh God, even in the 
knowledge of your love, oh God. We remain unshakable, my God. Even in the knowledge of your love. Wherever, oh God, stones have clogged up the flow of your love in our lives, my God. The flow of the consciousness of your love in our lives. Father, begin to remove, oh God. Father, begin to remove, oh God. Father, we get, oh God, our waste with this truth, oh God. In the name of Jesus, that if you are for us, who can be against us, oh God? In the name of Jesus, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, oh God, because your love liberates us, my God. Thank yes. you, Holy Spirit. And I'm even reminded of the story of Ruth. Yes. And we look at the life of Ruth. We look at Naomi. We look at somebody who was bound by depression. We look at somebody who had felt, you see, they had moved from where God had placed them. Bethlehem was the house of bread. And there was famine in the house of bread. And these people now moved from there to Moab. Moab was an accursed land. Remember that Moab and Ammon proceeded from Lot in his incestuous, well, the incestuous relationship of his, of his daughter, of his daughters with Lot. And so God declared that, no, these people are cursed. This, you should have no business with them. But house of bread was not producing bread. And so these people now moved out of place. And they moved, excuse me, they moved to Moab. And there they met death. Everything that represented stability, security, wealth, all of that was taken away from them. She lost her husband. She lost her two children. And Naomi came back to Israel, came back. And she asked the people that, don't call me Naomi. Naomi means pleasant. And she said, I don't want to know. Call me Mara, bitter waters. Because the Lord has dealt, you know, he's dealt harshly with me. She felt that God had, you know, risen his, um, his hand against her. God, the hand of God was against her. That was how he felt. But God used Ruth the relentless pursuit of Ruth to show and demonstrate his love and kindness to Naomi. God used that and that freed this woman. She saw how this girl was undaunted. This girl decided that whatever it is, I am going to tie myself with you. This girl was whatever in seven hair. And that ended up freeing this woman. So where we see her saying, oh, don't call me this, don't call me that. At the end of the day, she now is blessed with a, a grandson that is now part of the lineage of the Messiah. People are telling her that, look, this, this woman is worth seven sons to you. And she saw that, wow, God's love and kindness was really with her. It really wasn't what she was thinking. A lot of times we end up 
calling God something that he's not or judging God in a certain way because we don't even have all the pieces together. We are using the wrong, even the, the instruments we are even using is wrong in the first place. It's warped in the first place. The thoughts we think he's thinking towards us are often not what he's thinking towards us. He said, the thoughts I think towards you, they are of good and not of evil. That is the heart of God for us. Every time God is thinking about us, God is thinking about, about blessing us. He's thinking about growing us. He's thinking about loving us. He's thinking about, he's thinking about us in all the positive ways that you can think of. Naomi judged wrong, God wrongly and said, oh, call me Mara. This man has given, turned his back on me. This man has risen his hand, you know, against me. That's it. Depression is my portion. This is my Lord. But she had no idea that God was going to set her up with another she couldn't have even fathomed in her wildest imagination. The Bible says that Sarah judged God faithful. How would we judge God? How would we judge God? He's calling us. He's saying, awaken to my love. He's saying, respond to my love. Come up in the knowledge of my love. Don't you understand that my heart is beating for you? Don't you understand that I don't slumber nor sleep? My eyes are constantly fixed on you. I'm constantly watching over you. I'm constantly watching over the words I have spoken towards you. Come up in the knowledge of my love. Come up in the knowledge of my love. One of the things that blows my mind every time is when I read, when I read the hall of faith, and I see the kind of people that God placed in that hall of faith in Hebrews 11. And I go back and I look at their lives. And I'm like, this doesn't add up. God is saying mm -hmm. something completely different about these people. And yet, while they were living their lives out, they were thinking something completely different. Like the two don't match. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. Don't let the negative experiences that we've had by, by, by reason of the limitations of man change our perspective of God, change our, 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 our idea, the idea or, or wrongly shape the ideas we should be having towards God. And he's, he's assuring us that in order to lay anything else on this foundation, first, first, Rest in the assurance of my love. Hell could not and cannot compete with it, cannot come against it, cannot reckon against it and reckon with it. My love is a force. My love is a force. So the, the, the last few minutes that we have, I want us to, in your own heart, begin to just tell God, God, I don't know if I've judged you wrongly, but I'm sorry if I've judged you wrongly. By, by the leading of the spirit, begin to speak what God is giving you to speak concerning him. What is God telling you about himself? What is God telling you about himself? What is God showing you? The things that he has birthed and placed in your, in, in your life as solid evidence of his love for you. For me, that, for, 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 for me I can really re relate with Naomi because I've gone through some crazy experiences where it's almost like, God, are you still with me? God, are you still for me? But then God shows me to the people that he has put around me. Look, look right there. That's evidence of my love. That's, that's evidence of my love right there. Hold on to this image. Hold on to this truth. And know that I am for you. 
What are the things that he has placed in your life? What are the things that he has, he has, he has, he has um, given to you or he has made available to you that show you that this man is for me? Can you begin to ask the Holy Spirit to open your eyes to, to it? And can you begin to thank him for it? Naomi realized that she had lost some things, but she had not lost everything. The love of God was still very much with her in the person of his vessel, Ruth. The love of God is still very much with you. And that is what is going to enable you to continue to forge ahead. That is what is going to enable you to, to build things that will last even on the foundation of faith. So can we just pray this prayer? Holy Spirit, open my eyes to the things that you have placed around me, to the things that you have made available to me, to the things that you have given to me, Lord. Father, I am sorry that I was not aware of it. I'm sorry that I didn't see it for what it was, oh God. I didn't see it, oh God. Father Lord Jesus, we take off any label of ourselves that we put on ourselves because we thought you were against us, oh God, because we didn't understand that you loved us, oh God, where we have called ourselves Mara, my God, where we have seen ourselves in a certain way, oh God, because we didn't understand, oh God, that you were calling us up into war, oh God. You were calling us up into your love, my God. All around us, oh God, our monuments you are giving us, oh God, all around us, oh God, our signs you are giving us, oh God. Everything you do, oh God, it's not without evidence, oh God. It's not without reminding us of your track record, oh God, that you can be trusted. It's not, it's not, it's not without reminding us of your credibility, my God. Over the ages, oh God, over the times, oh God, your faithfulness has not even waned for one second, not at any point in time, oh God, in our relationship with you, oh God, did you stop being faithful, oh God? Did you, oh God, raise your hand against us, my God? But you continue to administer grace and kindness. Let us not be oblivious to it. Where we were dead, oh God, where we couldn't move, oh God, where we couldn't respond to your love. But your spirit quicken us, oh God. But your spirit cause us to come alive, oh God. Cause us to expand, oh God. In our revelation of your love, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, King of Kings. Malos atalabadosa. Yekalabadosa katalabados. Ikelebados atalabadosa. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for this time, O God. Thank you for this time, Lord Jesus, that you enable us, O God, to have moments like this, O God. You enable us, O God, to be reminded, O God, and to be empowered, O God, while we are at it, O God. You enable us, O God, to come up into, into more revelation, deeper revelation, profound revelation, O God. Mm. That is today our prayer, O God, is that we awaken, Lord Jesus, mm. to your love like we never have in the name of Jesus. Amen. We grow in the knowledge of your love. And we thank you that as we do that, my God, Places where fear has held, uh, held us captive. Father, you deliver us from it, oh God. Father, Lord yeah. Jesus, places, oh God, where we have been displaced, oh God, where we have moved out of position, oh God. That the Lord, in, 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 with regards to our destiny, that you bring us back to where we need to be in the name of Jesus. Amen. That you set us Amen. again on the open fields, my God. Uh, that the yeah. Lord, you fill us, oh God, uh, that it, with your free fruitfulness, with your freedom, with your fullness, oh God, as we come into the knowledge, oh God. Help us to understand what a weapon it is, oh God. Uh, the consciousness of your love is a weapon. Yes. Help us to wield that weapon, my God. Help oh, us yes. to forge ahead in faith, oh God. We will not Amen. be amongst those who train back in fear. We will not be among yes. those who halt, who hesitate, who wait, who question. No more. Because, Father Lord, the demand on us, oh Lord. Yes. But the good father that you are, you never gave, you never ask of us anything that you haven't already given to us. So mm. father, we know that you ask us to come up into more because you have given us the ability to come into more. My God, mm. we embrace mm. it this morning in the mighty yes. name of Jesus. I pray Amen. for everyone under the sound of my voice, but that long mm. after this call is over, father, begin to minister your love to the deepest places of your heart. Oh God, begin mm. to minister your love to the deep, deepest places, the caverns, oh God, the crevices, mm. my God, the places, oh Lord Jesus, that have been dry, oh God, the places, oh God, that have been deficient, my God, begin to mm. fill up those places oh god in the name of jesus father lord jesus that they would grow and multiply in spiritual wisdom and insight my god in the mighty name of jesus malika father we understand how dangerous in these days it is to remain in ignorance my god so father it's a travesty father lord for us to be in so much but not be aware of it father help us to grow in that area in the name of jesus we Amen. thank you, O oh Lord Jesus, that, Daddy thank Lord, you. you have started this, you will sustain it, and you yes. will cause it, O oh Lord, to grow in Jesus' mighty name. Thank Amen. you, Holy Spirit, even for your presence. In Jesus' Amen. name, have we prayed with much Amen. faith and thanksgiving. Amen. 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 God bless. Yeah, fa- Father, we thank yes. you um, for this morning. Um, I will thank you for all the mighty things you're doing. This is PIA using Linda's phone. Um, thank you, Yasmin, for that amazing session. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, one thing I, I want to say up real quickly to that story of Naomi and S and Ruth is the journey that they make back to Bethlehem um, is one of the most tedious journeys. So, if you look at the map um, of the of Israel and the surrounding areas. Um, so Bethlehem is actually an uphill journey and mm. where they were was actually down like in a valley. So it's mm. a journey that women never made. 
in the mm. Old Testament. And even if they made it, they never made it alone. You know, it was a journey that was really the men, the women sat on the donkeys and the men would do all the work. It was very, very hard to do it. Now, here are two women about to go on a journey that um, would usually take men to go on. And the roads were also generally unsafe. It was steep. It was rocky. It was hard. Now, it wasn't just two women. Um, an old woman is about to go on the journey, and a younger woman mm. is following her. They had no help. They had no money. They had no support. And, you know, um, Opa, the second sister-in-law, daughter-in-law, probably calculated that she's like, I don't know how I'm going to go back to this place. You know, mm. I love Naomi, but I'm not going to make this journey with her. But mm. here is Ruth about to go on a tedious journey that was going to take everything from there, not only mentally, but also physically. And she mm. decides to go. And I believe that this was beyond Naomi. I believe that God has given us a prophetic picture, a prophetic picture of what makes him bless people beyond mm. what you deserve or beyond what is scripted into mm. etching your name in the eternal halls of God. Um, mm. When people go past what is necessary or what makes mm. sense in order to support and strengthen that which they know is good. Now, Ruth may never have known that, you know, Naomi was connected to some sort of promise of the Messiah. She didn't know it. So when she was doing it, she wasn't doing it because she knew. So mm -hmm. in these days, we also show love. Many times, because we're like, oh, God wants us to love. Oh, God, we bless me for what I'm doing. I know, so I'm just going to stay there. Oh, it is the will of God. Ruth didn't know any of that. Mm -hmm. So she didn't do it because she knew God would bless her. Remember, she, everything she knew about their religion, she learned from Naomi because she wasn't originally a Jew. Mm -hmm. So she learned everything from her. And so she just did what she believed in her heart was right before God. And in a time that we live where everyone has become hard-hearted and people are just like, you know, you, you know someone needs you. And you shut your heart to the love because we're talking about the love of God. But how about the love of God stretched out through us, mm. not just the love of God towards mm. us? What about mm. God's mm. love to someone else because you loved them? Because the love of God is often manifested through men. Mm. And here is um, Ruth going on this journey that is uncertain, that is hard, that is tedious, that goes be. be um, that goes past the normal grain of things. So in the same way, as a woman today or as a man, God may be asking you to do something that is kind, that is not regular, that breaks the norm of culture and tradition. And people will say to you, oh, you are being foolish and not being wise. I just feel like you need to think about this properly. I just feel like you need to calculate. I just feel like, what if God doesn't want you to calculate the risks? What if God wants you to just love someone beyond the risk of it? beyond um, the obvious safety plans that you could put together. You know, um, like there's this scripture that says, what can separate you from the love of God? Neither life, nor death, principalities, nor powers, you know, angels, blah, blah, blah. Every time I read that scripture, I say what can separate you from the love of God. But at the same time, I also say, God, what can separate me from loving you? It's not just what can stop the Lord from loving me. What can stop me from loving God? Not life, not death, not angels, not demons, not priests, but nothing. 
And I tell it to God, I'm like, God, you know, this is my desire. I want to love you. When you look through the earth and you are counting on someone who will go all the way for you, God, I want you to be able to look at me. In the day your heart gets weary and you're worried that there are no more people of faith on the earth, I want you to look at me and find consolation. I want to be your consolation. I make prayers like that. Sometimes when I pray, I just don't say, oh, Lord. Sometimes I'm like, God, how are you doing? How are you doing? I'm like, Lord, I know there are things you may never be able to say to me because of the limitation of my humanity. But I wonder how you are doing. How is your throne doing? What are the affairs of heaven like? What's going on in heaven? You know, so when I have encounters of God and people are like, hey, B.I., these are the things. I stretch the boundaries of what love should look like. I allow the Lord to take my mind to various places, various things that put me at risk. And I'm like, Lord, is this love? Is love here? If that's it, okay, God. So as we close today, I wanted to share that. And just sharing about the journey that Ruth went on. I wanted to share that because I said that God may have some of us make some journeys of love. And it's abnormal. It doesn't make sense. It goes beyond culture and tradition. It breaks the boundaries of expectation. But if you feel in your heart that the Lord will have you be that good, then do it. Then do it. You know, and I know that God, who is the eternal all-seeing one, who no detail ever passes his eye, no thought, no comment, no kindness. He never, even the ones you forget, he never forgets them. I know that that God will bless you. That God will keep you. That God will strengthen you. That God will make your light break forth. That God will bless you even onto your third, fourth, and last generation upon the earth. That God will continually increase you from inside out. Mm. I pray that as Ruth was able to stand in conviction, it takes conviction to love. I pray that the conviction of the nature of God's love will stay in your heart. I pray it will not be suppressed by the times in which we live, by the culture of the time. But I pray mm. that the conviction concerning the standards of God's love, it will remain in your heart. I pray that you'll be able to make journeys of love in, your, in the place of prayer. I pray that when you fall on your knees to pray, that different realms of love will open up to you. That as you shut your eyes and as you begin to pray, that God will make you journey into realms, into heights, into depths of love. That your spirit will be able to accommodate the possibilities of the requirement of God. That you will not buckle under the requirement of God. You will not buckle under the requirement of love love but as you decide in your heart that you want to explore it i pray that you will find the sustenance of love you will find the bread of love jesus said to his disciples i have food that you know not of you come to get me bread get me water but my my staying here and bypassing the normal routes and taking a longer journey just to meet with this woman that you people call a fornicator look this is my bread this is my bread this is my father's will i pray mm. that god will give you the strength to bypass the normal of life to stretch your journey one mile longer to stretch your ability to be humble to be insulted mm. to be 
cheated, to, to, to be looked down on, to, to just stretch it a little bit longer for the salvation of another person. I pray that Amen. God will help you. God will help you. God will help you. You will not be in chains to the expectations of men, but you will be able to rise up in the confidence of God. I pray Amen. that the Lord will perpetually show to you what his love looks like. Amen. He will show to you that the light of love, the love of God will shine brightly in your heart. I pray you will not just be a man that wants to receive from the Lord, but you'll be mm. a man that becomes the right hand of God upon the earth. Amen. That when God tells a person, I will bless you, let it be that what God is telling them is that I will send Isi to you. I will send Yasu to you. I will send Amen. 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 Become Amen. the one that establishes the word of God in the life of Jesus. So that Amen. in the day when the Lord rewards, you will not lose a single reward that is possible to man. Amen. I pray that Thank you, me. Holy Spirit. May God show you, may God school you in the school of love. In Jesus' name. In the institute of love. That you'll be Amen. fully grounded in the love of God. Amen. Fully grounded in your stability and your safety will be in the fact that you received God's love and you gave yes. and you became God's love upon the earth. Amen. In the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 God bless you all. We continue mm-hmm. tomorrow. I will see you tomorrow. God bless you. Thank you, Yasmin, for such a powerful time. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Too. Mm-hmm.